And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. She's a comedian who loves fruit. She likes the apple and the pineapple. Oh, 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 oh. She likes the melon and the watermelon. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's a gentleman in the streets and a freak in the spreadsheets. It's Alan Moss. He's a producer, and when he goes out for fast food, he lets his pussy leap out of the car and run all over the restaurant. It's Greg Heller. Chef Jeff is here to show you how to caramelize your onions and onionize your caramels. I'm her husband, Daniel, but at least I have Wendy saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little jujubes. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday episode. I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello, Greg Heller. Hello, Allison. Hello, Jenna. Hey. Hi, Alan. Hello. Hello, Daniel. Hi. Oh, hi, Chef Jeff. Hi, Allison. I'm sorry I was running a little late coming over here. I went to get in my car to drive over here, and this homeless guy had smeared dog poop all over my car. Mindy Cohn did that to me. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, maybe it was her. I don't know. I assumed it was a homeless guy, but okay. Wow, what an esoteric poll that is. <laughs> Mindy, if you're listening, no offense. She does follow me on Twitter, you guys. She followed me. Okay, for the uneducated listener, Mindy Cohn played Natalie Green on Facts of Life, my favorite show. She followed me on Twitter for a second late at night. And then in the morning, I checked again and she wasn't following me anymore. And then I talked a lot about it. And now she's following me again. And I'm not saying it's because she listened. I don't know what it is. It's probably because people tweet the two of us. But um, anyway, I'm happy to say I've maintained my Mindy Cohn followship. (laughs) So lots of stuff to get to in this episode. Listeners, as you hear this, we are just a couple days away from Bumbershoot. Very, very, very exciting. Is everyone here very excited? Oh, yeah. That's the kind of enthusiasm I am looking for. (laughs) This weekend, I took Daniel shopping with me because uh, I went to a store. I'm not a big shopper, which you guys might have um, gathered from my lack of lots of new outfits and the fact that whenever shopping comes up, I mention that I hate it. (laughs) But anyway, I went to this store and it was one of those... Um, boutique stores where you can't return for a refund. You can only return for store credit or an exchange, which in general, I don't like that. And yeah. that, that rankles me, but um, I liked their clothes. So anyway, I was there. I have two things to say about this. One, um, this woman helped me a lot, like put in a lot of extra time and really helped me the fact that I was even opening myself up to help from someone at a store, I feel like is progress. Cause usually I say, I'm, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. But it's like, I'm, I'm not fine in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, maybe I was, but th- I actually need their help at this point. But so anyway, she put in a lot of extra time and they, they this dress that I really liked. They didn't have in my size, but they could get it from another store. But normally in order to do that, they, you have to buy it and then you're on the hook for the dress. Um, but she was willing to have them send it to the store and I could come in and try it. So I said, okay. So they were going to put it on hold, even though they have a no hold policy. 
So then I came home, though, and I looked on Nordstrom, which everyone knows has a really good return policy. I think you can return stuff you didn't even buy at Nordstrom. Absolutely. Oh, Nordstrom. Yeah, and they'll yeah. give you cash. Wait, you say it like you've done this. I mean, what? It's like a... It's like a <laughs> I know like they, friends who've done it. Yeah, and they talk about it in business school. Yeah. Of really? like a lady showing up with like a tire and saying like, <laughs> I bought it here. And they're like, no, you didn't. And she's like, no, I promise I did. And their like policy is like, take the tire in pay her for the tire like yeah that's right. their policy well so i got home and i found the items that i wanted in the sizes that i wanted on nordstrom.com and i thought well now what do i do it's sort of an ethical dilemma but oh, shoot not yeah. not in terms of life or death or anything important it's the most shallow ethical dilemma <laughs> in the universe which is i feel somewhat beholden to this person um but I bought it on Nordstrom anyway. But luckily for me, it's not going to arrive in time for Bumbershoot because it's a whole, a whole separate thing. So anyway, I ended up going back to the store and buying it. But he, so that's my one thing. But you bought it twice? Yeah, I'm going to have to return it to Nordstrom. <laughs> 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 they have a great policy, though. Yeah, Al learned enough. about it in business yeah. school. It's yeah. a great way to get cash. You know what I mean? Just charge on your credit <laughs> right. card and then go to Nordstrom and get the cash back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, without those ATM fees. Mm-hmm. So my one, that was my one thing of, what would you have done in that situation? Uh, and then my second thing is they kept telling, I would walk out of the dressing room and I'd be like, I really feel like this is not the most flattering or this. And then they would just tell me how great everything looked. And I really began to feel suspicious that they were just telling me that. Do you guys have that too? And I'm not fishing for compliments here. I'm saying they lie, right? Just to sell. No, it looked awesome on you. <laughs> okay. I feel the same way. I don't know yeah. for sure though. I can't tell either. I'm trying to think of a time when someone was mean to me. Like, was I'm trying to think if there was ever a time when someone was like, you know what, that doesn't really work for you. Right. I don't know. Well, they would say to me, oh, I like the other one better. So they were saying Mm, that, but it was just there were these pants that I was like, this feels like Camel Toe City population me. (laughs) (laughs) But they were saying that they fit great on me. Maybe Camel Toe's in. (laughs) It's quite possible. The problem I have is as soon as they say, oh, I like the other one, or they give a recommendation, I immediately look at the price. Yes. Because I feel like I'm being, uh, I'm being sold. I always do that when With I'm wine. asking about wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Or anything on the menu. What's your favorite this? Oh, the most expensive. Yeah, mm. I love the lobster market price. And like, <laughs> I bet you do. I <laughs> bet you do. I-, I can answer your first question. I would have bought it from the woman who ordered it for me. Right. And this is really the this is the truncated story of the ruin of Greg Heller, but I would always choose like the human interpersonal thing that I would associate with guilt over like the easier, cheaper and way more efficient way of purchasing it. What would your wife do? She would do the easier, cheaper and way more efficient way of purchasing <gasps> without question and without thinking twice. <laughs> right. Yes. Because <laughs> what I, I think what I left out of the story though is with me there's always the prop the possibility that I'll then get it home and then try it on and then be like, you know what, I changed my mind. I don't like this. And with Nordstrom you can return it, whereas with this place you can't. But I just I decided to just I did the Greg Heller way. I hope it doesn't bring about my ruin. See, my problem would be I would do the Nordstrom way and then I'd be terrified to ever go back to that store ever again. That did occur to mm. me. Do I want the option of going back to the right. store? And I decided that I do. Greg Heller, I meant to ask you to ask your wife what this is. Get ready for some gal chat. What she thinks of those Clarisonic face brushes. Do you know if she uses one? I know that gal chat. I know that we have one. Um, and I know that I have used it. She does seem to use it intermittently. It makes your face feel really good. It does make it. But I don't know how it affects your pores in the long term. Tra- translation. <laughs> translation. He uses it on his balls while he, he's masturbating with her shampoo. 
Uh, it's not the direct translation. <laughs> um, but does anyone ever have this thing where you feel guilty about returning something because you're saying to them, I didn't like this? No. no. I've no. never felt guilty. Okay. No, I'm like, get it out of here. I take it that you have. I love Oh, money. yeah, all the time, yeah. I feel really bad about returning stuff because I feel like I'm saying your stuff sucks. When when it's like a boutique place, I would, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't feel bad returning something to the gap or whatever. Right. But is there still a the gap? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Actually, <laughs> I re- I returned a couch once. Because really? I How'd got you pull it that home. off. Yeah. Well, it turned- strapped it on her back and carried it back <laughs> to the store. <laughs> I wrote about this on my blog. It was a color that was in between gray and brown. And it began to terrorize me because I was like, I can't, I would ask people like, what color does that look like to you? And they'd be like, it's a real light brown. And I'm like, all I see is gray when I look at it. And the fact that other people thought it was brown, but I thought it was gray. And then I was like, and not only that, it looks like a piece of chewed up meat that's been spit out. It's the most, whatever color that is, you say light brown, I say gray. It's ugly. It looks like a sheet of mice. I can't stand it. Yeah. Lucky for me, it got damaged a tiny bit. And that's not a sentence you normally hear. Lucky for me, it got (laughs) damaged a tiny bit when they were bringing it into the apartment. So if it gets damaged, you can return it. So I found this loophole to return it. But that whole couch thing, I felt really bad and really guilty. And like I was really inconveniencing them. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, but it's it's their policy. They don't seem to care. But I, f- I don't know why I feel so bad about doing this. Just because I would find it hugely inconvenient to carry a couch doesn't mean that they hate it. Sort of like I always feel like that way with moving men. I personally wouldn't want to lug that stuff on my back. They seem fine with it. Right. Yeah, I feel that way with... I wasn't going to use the term moving men. <laughs> I don't know why I find that to be funny. But with movers, I feel that oh, way movers, too. Yeah. yeah, anytime I've ever hired movers, I'm always like, can I help you with that? I'm so sorry that you oh, have to carry that. I'll yeah. move yeah. half my shit yeah. when I hire movers. Just because you feel good. I you know just, what, though? The last, time, the last time we hired movers, they complained. They totally... About moving the stuff? Yes. Stuff. Yeah, they walked totally in like... Totally complained. Oh, we have to pack all this stuff? And I was like... I. Th- I thought on the phone, I said, I wanted you to come and pack the place and move it. Like, yeah, yeah, I just, I hate packing kitchens. And it's like, well, me too. That's why I'm paying for it. It was weird. And then, like, really weird. And then we had a bunch of stairs in that place too. And they're like, oh, there's no stairs at your new place, right? And I'm like, (laughs) like, what what moving service are you using? Reusing old Jewish men moving (laughs) company? It felt like it. Oh, there's too many forks. I don't, where are we going to put all these? Yeah. Um. We have a housekeeper. Do any of you guys have a housekeeper? Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Can you? Be- it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want one, but um, we need one for reasons I won't get into here. But I can't be in the house when she's in the house. Or I'll, oh, I hate I, it. I'd put a bullet in my brain. It's too. I, the guilt just floods yeah. my entire body. It's yeah, it's, too much. it's bad enough that somebody else is cleaning for you, but for you to be not doing something productive while they're working. It's too much. And you're also looking at a person who like, I don't work. I'm so fine with it. Three months a year. I I don't have a job. I'm feeling worse and worse. Apparently I don't have a lot of guilt. I'll, I'll pack our groceries every fifth time just because I pack them every time. Yeah. Just because I feel like, Oh, I could do this. You know, I'm not going to stand around and make you do all the heavy lifting. My wife would tell me, and she does tell me all the time, like those people chose to do those jobs, understand the nature of those jobs. And, they don't feel the same way that you feel. Chose is a strong word in those situations. Well, it's, for it's, movers and house cleaners, it's like, this is not But like, for example, Jeff, so I have on the show that I'm doing right now, there are like seven PAs and researchers, right? And they get paid dog shit. So I'm constantly buying them lunch. 
constantly because mm-hmm. I feel so horrible. But they're like 23-year-old kids who probably love their job, but the guilt like consumes me all the time. Yeah. And it probably shouldn't, but it does. I don't think it should. Regarding the housekeeper thing, though. Yes. Ours are here for about two hours, and it's $85. That's not bad money. Yeah, right. I feel like that's okay for me to just sit there and do nothing while they're here. Did you say keeper? <laughs> you have more than one? Two people come. And you are 85 each? No, it's just 85. It's like the, it's a family company. Did they do your laundry? They wash the sheets and the towels, but no, they don't do. do they would. The, yeah, yeah, they would. Yeah. Mine does my laundry. And I sit in the house when I don't have a job and I just lock myself in the office and just put headphones on because I feel so horrible. For the longest time, I never had a cleaning person or a cleaner, as you would call them, um, because it did seem like the snobbiest kind of thing. But now I think it's, I don't know. So it's, worth it. It's definitely oh worth it. I'm not yeah. against it. You can be we in the house, one, Jenna, but... Al, when she's there or he's there? We don't have one. Don't have oh, you don't one. have one? No. But, uh... <laughs> but, uh, points to self. Jenna points to self. Oh, well, I, I think I think it depends. Some, someone brings home the bacon. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it depends. Like we had a huge plumbing issue at the house, and I felt the 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 guy was out there working on the main line for like eight hours. Eight, yeah, it was. All and I'm like day. sitting inside watching Oprah eating Taco Bell. And I feel like. <laughs> As a man, shouldn't I be out there unclogging this drain or whatever? So right. I would go out there and like talk with them and be like, "Oh, so the flex, the drinks. flex pipe, huh? Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah." But yeah, I feel like less of a man. Maybe. It's a weird thing mm-hmm. for dudes. Manly thing. It is. Yeah. That's the same with the moving thing. Like I can't just stand there and watch a couple guys who move things for a living come in and move all my stuff while I stand around. Yeah, it's just like a macho thing. You have to. The macho thing does not apply when I'm watching someone clean my kitchen for some reason. Yeah, that's true. But I go through this all the time. That's women's work, perhaps. Yes, yes. But I go through this all the time with Ayala, where like the garbage disposal will break, and she'll say like, "This is a rental house. Call the landlord." And I'll be like, "Fuck it, I want to fix the garbage disposal." Absolutely. And I'll spend a bunch of my money to learn how to fix the garbage. We fixed. I fixed my toilet two months ago. Turns out you just got to unscrew some of the stuff and screw it back in. It's super easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's super easy, and you feel like a idiot if you call someone in and they just screw a washer and it's done right 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 yeah. i own a snake now does anybody own a snake i i won't no. do my that. parents yeah. i do I toilet do. snake yeah yep. saves you hundreds of dollars a year yeah it's for sure and the thing is with with things like that there's always this difficult dilemma of how much time it takes to get anyone else involved even if they're going to do it yes you a lot of with those small jobs it takes as much time for you to manage them and call them and be there for them to let them in versus I'm just going to snake the toilet myself. Yeah. And every time I snake the toilet, you know that there's those moments of joy, like when a good zit is popped or I don't know, mm-hmm. like bubble paper. Mm. When the snake breaks through the clog, mm-hmm. it's the most satisfying moment ever. And I feel so tough. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm in a Bob Seger song. Get, get yourself a very a very good uh plumber's helper you can do a lot of good work right 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 a really good plumber's helper. it sounds like some kind of ointment (laughs) it does does. like a laxative you should be taking (laughs) that too okay serious or like high underwear (laughs) (laughs) serious plumbing question when would you use a snake or auger i think that's that's correct Mm -hmm. versus a plunger when there's a real clog anytime there's a real clog like deeper in the pipes Yeah. yeah Well, I would oh. I would plunge it first, yeah, and then if that doesn't work, I would actually pour some acid down there mm-hmm. and let that work. And that's then if the that problem. Begin with sometimes, <laughs> then I would snake it. Yeah, but you can tell pretty quickly if you can plunge something or not. If it so, doesn't plunge on like the second or third try, I bust out the snake. So the clog 
would be closer to the surface or just less of a serious it would be on this problem. side of the kink generally speaking yeah. right and the snake is when it's like really buried in there the problem with oh, the snake is okay. that where do you put it after you use it's it the end of the <laughs> snake is disgusting what is how do you do it um i just kind of clean it off burn it in the toilet water yeah, as best I as i can too. and then i'll just take it outside Ew. and hose it off i do that too yeah, it's gross. And I'll sometimes I'll put gloves on to touch the end of the snake. Oh, you touch the end of it? Well, because it's like flying around all wild <laughs> yeah. like a snake. And then you have to, it's like when you're watching TV and, you know, like Bear Grylls will grab a snake's head. You know, sure. but you, it's like that. Only the end of the snake is just like does a it, bulb covered in shit. Does it <laughs> splash on your face? Oh. You could. Yeah, I can. There's yeah. always there's always a chance. That's what the hazmat suit's so, for. I think there's no shame in using gloves when operating yeah, you yeah, got a toilet with water, poop yeah. yes so allison you know we have termites what i forgot to tell you <laughs> so, yeah in the bathroom like on the on the windowsill in the hall bathroom oh the, that's uh, the one i don't use <laughs> yeah there's like i, I noticed all the little ter- on the windowsill termite, like, termite termite poops, yeah. and i looked up and there's like a hole in the wood and i looked and these little like antenna were like oh my god yeah. that's wor- wait a minute yeah. If you saw antenna, antenna, that's probably yes, both. That's probably not termites because termites are tiny. That's cockroaches. No. I just used that bathroom. I'm feeling very termites nervous. are like tiny and they have wings a lot of times. I don't know. Maybe they weren't antenna. I don't know. They were like little black things coming out. I don't that's know. Probably- fucking creep me out. Anyone need to use the hall bathroom? <laughs> that's so awful. I usually it's you the only place. Usually you see. No, it's not though because in. We could do this after the podcast. Some yeah. of those sills in there, but if you um, put p- p- bleach in it, that'll get rid of it. Usually, that's. Uh, do you guys have silverfish? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are Sometimes you terrified I'll, of them? Yeah. yeah no. Disgusting. I'm not terrified of. I feel like they're one of the more benign, I'm not awful te- things. Yeah, I'm not you can terrified of house. them. I'm just like, ugh. They just make my skin. Glow. They just turn to dust when you crush yeah. them, which is what's weird. Sometimes if you turn the lights on in the bathroom at night, they scurry all over yeah. the floor. I'll find them in our sink, which always is disgusting. I. I Jenna, do we, do we have these silverfish? I know, I don't, know know I don't even know what they you are. Have them. They're really? like they're little. They're like that big, and they're silver, and they're segmented, and they move like like that. <laughs> and they live in like they. You know what they eat? They eat your skin and yeah. your hair and dust. Yeah. Yeah. God, what's in our sink? Your skin and your hair. I don't think Kitchen I've sink. Seen those. Silverfish are like. Oh, I've seen those. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. One uh, or two occasionally, but they yeah. don't scare me. Alan faced by yeah. silverfish. Yeah. It's all I can do not to stop this podcast right now and go look at the antennae <laughs> that are roaming around. I One of the things that made me fall in love with you, Daniel, was mm-hmm. that we were coming back to your apartment when you used to live over on the west side. And there was some kind of like cocoon or pod stuck to your front door and you went, nature, ugh, it's so disgusting. It's the worst. <laughs> and I thought, oh, we'll get along. Yeah. I know that you don't feel that I way, I love Greg. bugs so much. I love bugs so much. You were just saying that you had another <laughs> lobster dream? Yeah, I mean, I have hundreds of lobster dreams, like, monthly. They're, that's just sort of the thing about when I sleep. That's Hundreds what I monthly? I, yeah. I mean, I would say, like, 50% of my dreams have, really? have lobsters of some form in them. Yeah. Wow. It's really annoying. What was this most recent one? Uh, in this most recent one, I was uh, in Mexico. A lot of my dreams are set in, in Baja. Okay. Um, let's try to think. And I had to somehow navigate my wife and two of my friends across a lake, like a lake bed, which I think symbolized sometimes when I've had to cross one in my car, but I was walking. And I looked down at one point and the lake bed was all full of lobsters mm-hmm. that were poking their head just above the water and and they had eyes and they were blinking at me 
and that's it. That's they, are they creepy to you, or what's the feeling? No, of the no. Lobster in to you? fact, oftentimes because I'm hypnogogic, because I have like a lot of waking dreams, my reaction in the dream is to be exasperated by the presence of more lobsters. <laughs> I will literally say to myself, like, seriously, we're not past this yet. This is still a thing. And a lot, I rarely interact with them. It's rare that I eat them or kill them or anything. They're just a constant presence. And did you figure out when you had, this came up on an earlier episode, Jungian dream therapy regarding lobsters, did you figure out what they represent? Well, yes. They the- represent crustaceans. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do know that they represent, for me, they're a very polar, they represent the disparity between wanting to be successful and wanting to um, not be successful at the same time. Because for me, lobsters symbolized... Is this interesting to anybody? Yes. If you're yes. at home and listening to your podcast... Al, you don't see they symbolize. No, I'm, I'm very engaged. They symbolize... They're obviously... They're a symbol of prosperity and wealth. They're like the right. symbol of prosperity and wealth. But to me, they also symbolize a lot of moments of my childhood when I was like living... When I was camping in rural Mexico and like catching lobsters with my bare hands. So they symbolize that one foot in the gutter, the other one in the penthouse thing. That's kind of the story of my life. Mm-hmm. And you were also saying that you're not afraid of anything in the ocean. I'm really not. No. I'm so, afraid of everything in the ocean. Are you really? no, there's a I lot of so. mysteries that freak me out. Yeah. yeah. Like what? Uh, anything that touches my foot when yes. I'm swimming in the ocean. Any little mouth. And I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. But what are you, are you ultimately afraid? I mean, Let's just say you swim in Southern California. Have okay. you been in the ocean? The ocean is about 76 degrees right now if you want to go in it. Mm-hmm. What what do you think could happen to you in like near shore waters in Southern California? I just I just don't like the Critters. that there's um that there's this mysteriousness to it. Like I don't really know is that seaweed or is that a fish or is that something <laughs> else that I'm on, right. you know? There's this like idea that it feels I hate feeling out of control. So I think it right. always comes back to that with my fears. And I feel like that is a place where I feel a little out of control. Mm-hmm. Like the ocean is bigger and greater than I am. So I don't know what's going on in it. And I'm afraid that it can consume me. Yeah, there's just like a bunch of amorphous, <laughs> creepy crawlies and mouths yeah. and pincers and, uh, and jelly. Things that I don't mean, have yeah. and happy skeletons. dolphins and happy seals and hop, happy uh, I like the ocean. Otters. I mean, I like to swim in it and I've had a lot of fun memories at the ocean. But there's still that part of me that it takes me like a good 15 minutes in the water before I'm like, okay, I can allow myself to enjoy this. Right, right, right. I can get over the anxieties. Yeah. Al, ocean fears? Uh, yeah, I think my fear is like I've, I've never been stung by a jellyfish and I'm scared like what does that feel like and will I know it? What does it feel Oh, like? you'll know it. It hurts. It yeah. hurts really it hurts bad. Like yeah, so it really depends that, like, on where they sting out. you, but it hurts and you swell up and some people, uh, it have they have trouble breathing afterwards. Oh, that's good. It hurt, But it hurts. I've been stung by them a couple of times. It hurts like maybe. Oh, yeah. I've been stung a lot. Yeah. They, oh, on the yeah. East Coast, it's way worse than it is here. Oh, not, in the worse. summer when it gets yeah. warm, the, the water is... There were times when you could not go in the ocean. It's just... But here's the thing. I would yeah. go to the, the beach yeah. in the East Coast all the time when I was a kid and it would be like, yeah, there's a bunch of jellyfish. Go have fun. And it's like... <laughs> You could tell me in this five-mile stretch of beach there's one jellyfish, <laughs> and I'm not going out in that fucking water. Not there's a lot of jellyfish, and it's still good. Like, you can fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, I was swimming once on the East Coast in the ocean, and I, like, just put my hands up, and I picked up a crab on the way up, and there was just a crab in my hand. And I remember being like, why? What is, what is happening? And I threw it and went out and left the ocean. I was like, I'm done for today. My sister when we were little kids, came home and found a 
fish in the crotch of her bathing suit. Ah. <laughs> that what happens? <laughs> okay, you know, um, people who don't know, women's bathing suits, at least, I don't know. Have fish in them. <laughs> yeah. There's a flap, like a flap of fabric. Yes. That, that like, flesh-colored flap of fabric on the it's, lining it's of like the It's like the underwear of your swimsuit. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a total sand and fish catcher. Ooh, that's gross. <laughs> that's so awful. Oh, that's so horrible. Oh, I feel I I still feel bad that that happened to her. Ugh. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> It'll forever scar her legacy. That's a rough one. Do you guys talk about that at like Thanksgiving? We haven't shit? talked about it in a long time. I wouldn't let that one die ever. I know. In I fact, think I would I don't I'm even asking. know your sister and I'm tempted to call her and talk about this. <laughs> I need to know how big the fish was was that was like if you have happened, fish wash. like if you have fish for dinner oh you just say now was this one in your underwear <laughs> your, what's your sister's name um i she's very private so right. let's just let's call, call her, her susan penelope let's call, okay let's call her allison jr <laughs> yeah <laughs> but every time you eat dinner with her wouldn't you just say the same thing like Yes, but the funny thing is that I just said she's very private after after yeah. telling, telling you the story. what happened to the crotch of her under of her she's bathing. Suit. But you can't Google her, so there you go. Right, you her name is Susan Penelope <laughs> Rosen Fish. Susan Penelope Rosen Fish. <laughs> Jenna, you had yes. a gals weekend, did you not? I did. I went to New York for four days with my friends that used to live in New York with me and one of my old roommates. And one day we were staying at our friend's apartment for this trip, but we were all kind of tired and I was feeling very pregnant and I was like, I really wish we were staying in a hotel tonight. So we found out about the app One Night Standard where you sign on at three o'clock exactly and you can get a room at the Standard Hotel for like a hundred bucks. For that, that same night. Wow. So we all got our phones and all downloaded the app. And then we got two rooms for crazy cheap. But I felt like as soon as I walked into the standard hotel, I was like, they don't want me here. Mm-hmm. I know that feeling. Like That's how I felt I, in the clothing store. It was a very, like the pretty woman moment. Like, yeah. I don't belong here, you know? And it was like, clearly like, like there's just like, naked pictures everywhere and like the whole thing about the standard in new york is like you're just you should just be naked in your room and leave all the windows open and let people take watch you, you. That's, that's like a thing <laughs> in new york i've well, i've read articles about it like so that's they encourage you at the standard to like really be free it's an unwritten rule at most the- marriott's as well <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but it is. <laughs> and I realized, like, and then, like, everywhere you have to, everywhere you want to go at the standard, they're like, it's cocktail attire. I'm like, what is this place? How I have never felt so out of out of it. But whatever. Were they nice to you? Though? Pretty nice, actually. Yeah, and all the staff are like incredibly good looking mm-hmm. so like the women who check you in are beautiful and all the the men who handle the bags and everything are like these like studs like all ripped and tight shirts yes we are <laughs> i don't need my hotel to feel like a club it I was exactly that mm. and the and the elevators are p- all, all black mm-hmm. and then they have these just these really trippy um videos playing that are all like psychedelic and crazy so when you walk in you're kind of like this is a little claustrophobic because it's like eight in the morning and it's pitch black and i'm watching this weird video and i feel like i probably like should be high or hungover yeah, or something or like i don't know thing that makes you feel like you're altered even if you're not altered and by the yeah. way i don't need to be so negative but i also don't need so many video screens everywhere playing <laughs> weird videos i certainly don't need them in a bathroom and i don't need them at the gas station 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Bath or taxi. Agreed. The gas station ones aren't necessarily psychedelic, though. They're more weather. <laughs> but I, I see your point. I was, I, I was coming home from the last record here. There was a, an AM, PM station, and I was just so tired. And it was one of those ones where it didn't start until... 30 seconds into me pumping gas. And mm-hmm. so it was like, bleh, bleh, bleh. And it's this one on Santa Monica and Western, I think. So it's this kind of freaky deaky neighborhood anyway. So I was kind of had my head on a swivel and then it started yelling at me and it was so loud. And I just, I just put my hand over the speaker and like, I, I was like, do I have a sticker or something I can put over this? <laughs> I just wish I had a screwdriver to punch the speaker out. By like, the way, Santa Monica and Western is Koreatown. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know, freaky deaky. <laughs> Well, it's okay. I have to say, the okay. st- staying at the Standard was fun. It was a fun experience, and I don't like hate the hotel or anything. I'd stay there again, but I definitely felt like I'm not fancy, or I just need to like, a, I don't know. Do pregnant women stay here? Like, is this allowed? Pregnant I don't know. Women on ecstasy, stay there. <laughs> if you yeah. roll in there, and you're like six months pregnant. Who's got the Molly <laughs> rooftop party? So yeah. It was exciting. Here's what I want to know. Yeah. How did your friend whose apartment you were staying at feel about you deciding you just wanted to stay at a hotel? You know what? She was actually totally into it because she has a baby. Mm. And so we like left her. She's like, I'm coming with you guys to the hotel. So she, her husband watched the baby all night and she got a full night's sleep. Oh, that is nice. So it was kind of great. Yeah. I feel like that hip hotel thing is just a way to disguise a cheap hotel. Oftentimes it is. I've had that experience in New York 25 times. Yeah. That sort of jokey New York snob experience that everybody makes parodies. I've had that real experience at boutique hotels in New York many times. Yeah. I used to have to stay at the standard for work. And it was basically just like you lay in a six by six box and listen to people on cocaine have sex. That was my experience with just like laying in bed, just three in the morning, just like, That's oh, I guess they're fucking again. Yeah. Who's doing more bumps? And like the fourth time I just told my boss, I was like, can I just stay at my aunt and uncle's house? Just save the money. I just started staying at my aunt and uncle's place in the city. Is yeah, there not, not any other option? They were the company who shall remain nameless is MTV, and they were so blind <laughs> about like what their employees wanted. They they just assumed that that's what I was into. Right. A couple right. of other times, I'm like, just put me at the Marriott. I don't care. Like they just assume like young producer. This is what he wants to do, and I was like, I don't. I'm not, the drugs part is interesting, but the staying in that <laughs> hotel and the people that you have to see and looking at them and hating them and the glass everywhere just it wasn't. It's not my. It's not my thing. I'm a simple man. With some complex desires. Sorry, what's the next thing on Allison Rosen is your new best friend? Go on, go on. <laughs> you were saying. Well, That's where the lobster comes right into play. I mean, right. I feel like. Simple. <laughs> totally. I think it might be time for iTunes Comment of the Week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. I love it. I love it. I love it. Christian, mom of three, big fan. <laughs> this is by Costant. Cost Cost would, would we ever consider yes. giving Al's reads of the iTunes comment of the week underscore music? Say- Oh, I was like, well, he's already got a hashtag. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I didn't mean to get all TV. But they're so dramatic. Perhaps we do need Trap Dog to whip something up. 
Just like some, just something twinkling and atmospheric. Din, 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 din. Sorry, Al. Go okay. Ahead. As I sit in my dentist's waiting room, waiting on my <laughs> cleaning, I can hear the David Matthews band playing softly in the background. <laughs> Seems like the best time to finally write my ARI YMBF five star review. I started listening over a year ago, before some guy let go one of the most entertaining and brightest <laughs> talents, as far as I'm concerned. Allison. You have a way of being engaging without being overwhelming, <laughs> witty without being condescending, and self-deprecating without the self-pity. Thank you. And you do it in a way that also allows others around you to shine in their <laughs> own unique ways. My heart goes out to you with, with the fertility situation, since I myself went through five rounds several years ago. I have a set of almost three-year-old boy-girl twins to show for it. Hang in there. I know it's tough, but you are seriously so strong and have a great support in Daniel. Thanks, girl. <laughs> Speaking of nice guys, Daniel wins me over more and more, if that's possible. I find myself <laughs> listening <laughs> I find myself listening and re-listening to his increasingly gusto-filled intros to catch every little joke. Since I relate quite a bit to bit to Allison in several ways, I find that Daniel can sometimes remind me of my own husband. He makes me laugh and is calm when I'm in when I'm the storm, my husband, not Daniel. <laughs> yes. Allison, I'm not saying you are a storm. Hopefully you take that in the best way. <laughs> Daniel is your fellow bookend on the show. He is your lobster. Sorry, Greg. Hope that doesn't trigger a dream sequence. It did. <laughs> this music is triggering a dream I sequence. Know, I love it. Oh, this continues okay. on. Come oh, and continue. This was oh, long. I've, um, I've uh, stapled it together and I've tried to indicate where to read next. Yes, I like it. Uh, okay. <laughs> we're yeah, we're good. Jenna, Miss JKJ, so happy for you and Hashtag Al having this baby. And as someone who struggled through the pain of infertility, I want to give you a hug for, for how sensitive you were to Allison's feelings when you told her you were pregnant. That alone made me heart you that much more. Get out of my face. You shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love your sweetness, your sass, and your class. And as far as being anxious about knowing what to do with the baby, you're going to be awesome because it's it will be your kid. It's scary, sure, but those instincts will kick in for the most part. Might not hurt to read a book. <laughs> hmm. I re- everyone keeps telling me that. I'm rebelling. I refuse. Two A's, two L's, and two S's. That's right. I'm talking about you, hashtag Al. You are one of those people who is able to be confident but not cocky. Even the Al chat drop doesn't seem to inflate your ego, and you answer it with a, that's right, that endears you more. Try sitting st- next to him. <laughs> and I've started realizing that I laugh more when you do. Maybe when Greg is making you laugh, it is just that much funnier. Keep doing exactly what you're doing, which is being the best person whose name starts with a pound sign. Is anybody right now, imag- I'm imagining Al standing on top of one of the pyramids at Machu Picchu <laughs> reading this right now. With a feather with the, in his hair. With the clouds going in fast motion <laughs> totally. over his head. <laughs> Just like real world challenge. Yeah. Yes. It's like Koyana squats Al. <laughs> uh, on a side note uh, to Jenna and Al, I also love your podcast, but trying to catch up on episodes. The kid thing slows one down. Page three. Oh my goodness. Greg. <laughs> Dear Greg, I won't lie to you. When okay. you first came on the podcast, I told myself, don't worry, he's a guest. <laughs> We all thought that. (laughs) He won't be back every week. I was comfortable with the new Thursday gang, and it felt like you threw a beer-soaked wrench into the works. (laughs) 
but no more. I, like many others, have come to delight in your weekly presence on the show. And if you can't make it, for crying out loud, just tell Allison none of this, quote, uh, end quote, crap. She's in Allison's corner. But know that you will be missed. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) You will be missed so much. Mm -hmm. You are so open with your life, thoughts, and questions, and your delight in Jenna and Al is such sweetness. (laughs) Or, as you might say, sickens. Hope I got that right. I would actually just say sweetness. That's actually the surfer term for it. Sorry, Al. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, A surfer I am not. Late. (laughs) Jeff, I sometimes try to imagine all that has to be running through your mind to decide which drop to use when. And I must say it is impressive. Your quick wit and perfectly timed interjections get funnier every week. However, I occasionally find that you remind me of the typical older brother who has been told to stop annoying his sister and yet he can't help himself. I could barely make it through chip tasting when Allison had made sure everyone would be crunching off mic, but you still played the crunching drops. Other than that, man, rock on. Thank you, A-R-I-Y-M-B-F, for providing not only much-needed laughter to this busy mom, but a chance at a virtual weekly get-together with people I would not mind hanging out with in real life at Dining Room Studios or anywhere for that matter. Warmly regards, yours and thanks, Tracy. Nice. Thank you. That wow. excellent wow. reading, Al. Thank you. That might be one of the best iTunes comments <laughs> and epic. definitely one of the most thorough, if not the yeah. most thorough we've ever received. Thank you so much, Tracy. Yes. That was really nice. awesome. I also wow. feel like I should be Thank getting you. a massage right now after that background <laughs> <I know>. music. <laughs> a hot stone massage yes. sounds about right. <laughs> Have is, you had that wow. before? No, I never have. I've always I've had wanted a hot to. stoned massage. What up, dog? <laughs> oh, shit. Give it up. This is a crazy long comment. A like, beer-soaked wrench. This is crazy. There I mean, was, it's good crazy. One time that I was having a massage of the couple hot times that I've variety? had that no, I was <laughs> in my life. Of what? <laughs> yeah. And um, suddenly there was something really hot on my back. And I said... <laughs> I said Where is this going? <laughs> It came out wrong. Or your ma- you went the wrong place with it. Yeah, but it came out wrong, too. Right. <laughs> and I said, is that hot oil or hot... Because I'm a massage newbie. And what did he say? <laughs> she. Don't worry uh, about right. it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she said, no, those are hot stones. Are they too hot? And I said, they're a little too hot. That's the story. I'm That's glad I decided story. to share it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do they heat them up in? I don't know. Is there a stone, a stone warmer? warmer. Yeah. That's Probably what they like call the it. Little, the thing that they that keeps the towels warm, maybe right. they put them in there. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They were real warm. If you're listening, could you write in and tell us where they heat up stones for hot stone <laughs> massages? Yes. We need to know. Anyway, Tracy, thank you so much for your very nice comment. Very sweet. Uh, Very nice. Podcast boner. Oh, speaking of, I should tell everyone, go check out my interview with Bobcat Goldthwaite um, because I love him and he loves me. And that's out this week. Jeff. Yes. You had some thoughts about some medical things. I had a doctor's appointment. And now we all have a doctor's appointment and they make you wait in the waiting room forever. Forever. Mm. Forever. Which I understand to some extent. They call it the waiting room. So I waited. <laughs> My doctor, she's very patient with me. So I understand she gets behind. She chats with people, whatever. But it was super late. She sees me. Everything's fine. 
And then I'm barely getting my stuff back together. And there's some nurse coming the door being like, are you still here in the exam mm-hmm. room? And I thought, why can you make, make me wait indefinitely in the waiting room? Mm-hmm. But I don't even have 30 seconds to get out of here. So here's my new plan. Greg, <laughs> I'm glad you're here for this because I think you're going to be behind this. Please tell it. Start a new movement called Occupy Exam Room. <laughs> the idea behind it is very simple. The amount of time they make you wait in the waiting room that's the amount long. of time you get to spend in the exam room. Exactly. Yes. And when you start doing that, they'll start seeing you faster. And what do you do in the exam room after you've been examined? Just sit there and read a magazine. Play with the cotton balls. All right. Yeah. I can and just say, I'm that. not ready to leave yet. I'm not ready to leave yet. Or give them attitude. Like when you go to the to the receptionist and say, hey, I, I, I got to get to work. Is what, And they're like, we'll, we'll call you when you're ready. So if they come in. You say, I- I'm not done. Yeah. I'm not done being in the exam Occupy room. exam room. I'm Occupy sorry. Exam I'm running room. behind. I'll be with you in a moment. Yeah, yeah. Say. That's good. I like that. Okay. I'm on board. Daniel, yeah, will you do it? Yeah, I'll do it. Hashtag sure. Occupy exam room. Done. I'm in. I- I'm in those rooms all the time and I wait all the time too. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that you could add in the secondary wait that they give you because sometimes they'll bring you into the exam room right. and then you wait there the, even longer. Then it's like Space Mountain only yeah, not as I was exciting say, where, yeah, once you're they in the hide building, the line. Yeah, and it's suddenly <laughs> it's line, much yeah. more waiting. Yep. They always do that. So you should have like a TV in there entertaining you while you wait, telling you uh, about... What the weather is? Space facts or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, space facts. <laughs> do you want to know a weird thing about me? Sure. You guys, do you want to know a weird thing about me? I hate having my pulse taken more than almost anything in the world. That's really? like my top three least favorite things in the world. You mean like your your blood pressure? Yeah, my blood pressure. Uh, does wow. it stress you out? It stresses me out yeah. super hard. Like what? literally really? I could go in there and they'd be like, we have to shoot three needles into your butthole. And I would be like, I don't care. <laughs> but if they're like, we have to take your blood pressure, I'll have a panic attack. Why? Um, I don't like that feeling of that constriction on your arm. Right. And I associate my left, the left side of my body with heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else have yes. that weird thing? Always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's like a couple of drug things that happened to me when I was younger where I thought I was having a heart attack and I might have had a couple times. And I don't like the feeling of like my left arm being constricted. Um, so Are you afraid of what they'll hear when they listen? No, I'm afraid <laughs> it makes my blood pressure really high when you do that to me. And they're constantly like, your blood pressure is really high. And I'm like, it's not really high. Right. I don't like having my blood pressure There's taken. There's a word. It's called like, white, white coat, coat fever. Syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I make them do it on my right arm huh. always. And here's the thing. What do they immediately think? You're a junkie. Yeah. Because I'm always uh, like, will you do it on my right arm? Will you do it on my right arm? Will you do it on my right arm? And then I always roll up my left sleeve and I'm like, this one's fine. <laughs> This one's fine. I just have weird, like, Jewish shit going on in my left arm. <laughs> so can you just use my right arm? Is Nobody else Jewish has arm? that? <laughs> really? No. You don't? No. no, but when I went to the doctor this last Nobody? week, they just took my arm blood arm? pressure, yeah. and it was crazy high. And she was like, that's weird, because you've had really good <laughs> blood pressure this whole time. So then she's like, hmm. And then she took it again, and it was crazy low. And she's like, oh, that's normal. So I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Sounds like their machine is not calibrated. It had to have been or something. I'm like, what is going on? Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and why is the one okay, but the other one isn't, right, but yeah. they're not going right. to get but it. But like, it's right. fine. Yeah. The second one was right. But, yeah. By the way, you, like never want to hear, you never want to hear those two words from your doctor or nurse. That's weird. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> or, oh. You've Speaking got crazy of, something. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of doctor's appointments, this last one was hilarious because they I had to get a shot, my whooping cough shot. Mm-hmm. They make you do it no matter what if you're pregnant. And 
out always comes to the appointments with me. But for some reason, she the nurse was like, you stay here. And she's going to go get the shot in the other room. But you stay here. And I was like, well, that's weird. Why wouldn't she let him come? But then she takes me in this room. And she's like, now, you and your husband seem fine. But I'm legally obligated to ask you this. And then she had to ask me, like, does he, he beat you? you? Does he? T-? And like all these awkward yeah. questions. And I'm like, no, it's fine. We're Wait, good. We're because good. you're We're pregnant, good. they have to ask you if your husband kicks your ass? Yes. That's like one of the laws? I I apparently. They, yeah, they Why would I didn't kill my wife. Does he, does I don't he, care. Yeah, and, and it was care. like, does he Thank force you. himself on you? Does he? Yeah. All these questions. I'm wow. like, So you have to get pregnant for your doctor to care if your husband is kicking your ass? That seems apparently. like kind of an unfair bargain. Like, well, that's like closing the barn door after the horse already yeah. that, right? <laughs> like if, if the doctor was to Dan was like, do you beat Allison? He's like, she's not pregnant. What's your fucking dream? Why are you asking these questions? like, just go in what? <laughs> it was what? it was bizarre. It was really well, bizarre. I figure, you know, if we have a second kid, I'm going to remember when this happens and when you go into the room, it's going to be like, what are you doing there? Jenna, don't you tell him nothing. Don't tell him nothing. You don't have to answer those questions. As she's walking away, just glare at her and the nurse and just slowly kiss your knuckle. Are you sure that's a thing? That's what she said. They may have to ask. I don't know. She had I, like a little piece of paper that was laminated with the questions. What were the questions? I can't remember. I should have taken a picture of it. Were I was they so, all about like, being amazed. beaten? Mostly, yeah. It's it was like domestic violence. yeah, domestic violence things. Yeah, we're learning a lot about California. <laughs> That's a, is it a California thing? I, I don't know. I've never heard of that before. Ever. I wonder. I've have heard of that. You have? At, yeah, at hospitals, I've seen that happen where yeah. they'll ask someone like. Yeah, those questions like, is, is anyone hurting you? Is mm-hmm. anyone this? Here's my thing, though. Wh- I wonder- Wait, hold on. What about being pregnant indicates that you've been abused? No, it's not just pregnant people. I don't know oh, why. So maybe they do it for other people, but it yeah. was weird. Just women? Yeah, that's sexist. Maybe. They should do it for dudes, too. <laughs> I'm sorry, Allison. I cut you off. You were saying? I just wonder how many times they've actually discovered abuse this way. I can't imagine oh, it's right? very frequent. Yeah, maybe- I guess. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. She, it was a very safe they environment. Didn't catch it this I felt time, very, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but I do not recommend. I mean, I recommend the whooping cough shot because you should get it. But honestly, that thing, it didn't hurt going in. But for like four days after, my arm killed and it was swollen and it was awful. I hate that. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. horrible. That happened to me with the chicken pox vaccine, too. Yeah. Or with, I don't yeah. know which one it was, but. That was the chicken pox. Yeah. And I felt sick. That it got is, all swollen. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I did not appreciate it. How are you feeling, Jenna? I feel like you're going to give birth any minute. Oh, I feel like I'd like to. Um, <laughs> I'm 30 weeks along. I'm almost there. I feel fine. I'm just tired. This New York trip like wiped me out. Sleeping in beds that weren't mine and walking all day long because I just am not used to it and yeah, schlepping this belly everywhere. It's just... How many weeks are there in, in gestation? It's 40 weeks. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So you're within the window now where like you could have the baby I now. I can have the baby now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, and, and I could start feeling contract like the Braxton Hicks contractions right, right, and all right. that stuff. Yeah, they say once you get past like 28 weeks or so, the baby's big enough to be born. It could survive. Yeah, it can yeah, survive. Right. Uh, have so. your baby at Bumbershoot. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Let's Al, get have rid you of thought it. about the delivery process and what part of it you want to witness? Have you guys talked about that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've thought about it. I mean, uh, Jenna's pretty clear that she wants me to stay up north. <laughs> uh, 
But, uh, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I, I don't think, have any illusions about cutting the cord or anything like that. I don't think. That's but you can like stay a, up north and cut the cord. Yeah. Can't you? Yeah, but that's I what I mean. So, like, the yeah. whole they can hand the I'm baby not, north uh, of the Mason Dixon line, yeah. whatever yeah. that thing is. It's but just, I, it really is gross looking. And I just have don't. Have you seen videos? I've watched my sister give birth. Like, oh, wow. Fully From below was, the Mason Dixon line? I held her leg and watched the baby come out and then cut the cord. <laughs> and it was, wow. Jesus. Incredibly <laughs> eye opening and. She did it naturally, and it was just, like, a lot. And ever since then, I've been like, I just don't think, like, guys need to see it. Did seeing, From their wives, especially. Yeah. Did seeing that... Well, well better from their wives than from other people, though, yeah, right? Yeah, well, I don't know, <laughs> because at least, you Wouldn't know... Wouldn't it be weird if I was like, I've seen a couple of chicks give birth, <laughs> but you didn't know who they were? Yeah, I guess it would be weird <laughs> if that was the reality, well. but I'm just, I guess it's just because it's, like, it's pretty graphic, Stuff is crazy down there. Yeah. yeah. Allison, what do you think? I think I would like you to have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> poop flies out and everything from what I Oh, understand. yeah. You poop on the table. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. We just never would have sex again. <laughs> <laughs> I find a lot of joy in pooping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping an open mind. I mean, whatever happens, happens I guess if you, and, I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily think it will like change the way you think. I'm not yeah, saying well, that. Yeah, I'll be there for the whole process. I mean, I'm going to be but, there for the whole thing. So, yeah. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I've, just, I've been in ORs and stuff, so it's not like the body stuff doesn't necessarily and all the stuff out. that comes out with the baby, it's a lot. But, ha- yeah. No, it's the condiments that are kind of gnarly. Yes, like, <laughs> those things got to get to you. Yeah, you That's having the dirtiest part. Having seen it, does that make you more comfortable with the idea or frightened? Or uh, a little bit more. I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've just sort of resigned. Like this is life. This is what happens. People have babies. Uh, it's pretty eye opening, and it didn't like traumatize me necessarily because I've always just known I wanted to have a baby, but. Uh, there's parts of me that's like, I'm pretty nervous for, I'm actually not so nervous for pushing the baby out. And after seeing it, I get how it works, Mm -hmm. which is kind of nice. But I'm very nervous about afterwards. I'm very nervous about stitches. And I've gotten several emails from mothers who are like, the first time you poop after you've had a baby is the scariest thing that's ever happened. Why? What happens? Because apparently (laughs) it's like really hard to do and it hurts. And I know there's, it's like all these things. (laughs) And so I'm actually like, once the baby, getting the baby out, I feel like is going to be okay. It's all the stuff afterwards that I'm like, I don't. Do you have to get the baby out? Yeah, no. I know. There's no backing out. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it in. <laughs> I, I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, One of my friends who's a doctor told me about something really gross that they joke about called the husband stitch. Yeah. Or sometimes, have you ever heard that? Is that term? real? Yeah. I, I think it's I've real. I've never heard of that. What I think is it's it? real. It's like tightening you up. Yeah, they like give you a couple extra of extra stitches, but stitches I thought it was kind of a bullshit oh, thing. That yeah. Real. Gross. But, but it might be real. I think it might be. It might be real. Have you heard about that? Have you heard that term too? I've heard my friends joked about it many years ago, and I remember at the time being like, this rubs me the wrong way. But yeah, it's gross, but I think it might be a real thing. I yeah. heard about that from the lady that dried her poodle in the microwave. Did her poodle <laughs> die? Urban legend. Nobody ever heard of it. Oh. oh, 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 oh. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, that poor poodle. Downloading your podcast right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Second show's different, folks. All right. I'm turning my mic off now. <laughs> Try the veal. Let's oh. do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I. Ponder on something I have thought. 
everyone. Okay. Bad Blood says, when people who consistently favorite my tweets don't favorite, I start to panic and revise my previous tweets. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. I just get too many faves. It's hard to keep track. (laughs) I don't do that, but do you have some faves that you value more than other faves? Sure. Oh, yeah. I wonder, sometimes I feel like, because sometimes people will tweet multiple things at me, like the same person, and then I'll only favorite like one of them. Mm-hmm. And I think like, oh, should I have favorited all of them since it was like a sequence? I wonder that. Yeah, but too. then you cheapen the fave. That's that's the thing because like you cheapen the fave. I wouldn't. So do it's tricky. My faves come pretty cheap though. So <laughs> yeah. I, if it's out there, I'm you favoring. dole them out really? Absolutely. Yeah, Al does. I'm, a, I'm all about positivity in the world. <laughs> I don't like to cheapen the fave. I feel like you have to earn it. I feel like I've really cheapened my. Fave. You know what? You? you favorited a tweet of mine recently, and I was like, I felt like I earned it. Did you good? Yeah, I'm I glad. absolutely did. I'm glad. Yeah. I have to say. This show, being on the show has raised like a weird ethical thing for me because before I was on this show, like just my friends would write me on Twitter, but now people I don't know, or I'm sure you guys are all familiar with this, mm-hmm. are constantly writing me on Twitter and I don't really know what to do. <laughs> fave. I, fave I, that I, shit. That's I, where the fave But sometimes out. it's not that funny and it doesn't deserve a fave. And I'll just throw that shit <laughs> out. Like I, I have a reputation. You have too much integrity. Yeah, like say something. If you got, bring reputation something Reputation among who yeah, but for you, being you ever, yeah, tight go, with your faves? No, I don't know. Among my, probably really to myself. Do you go through someone's favorites and be like, they shouldn't have favorited that. Yes, oh, that's interesting. Actually, that. sometimes, like if it, yeah, if a celebrity faves a tweet of mine, I mean, a fellow celebrity. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. If a, if someone famous faves one of my tweets, then uh, for a second I'll be like, oh, and then I'll look and I'll be like, oh, they faved like 45 tweets in the past 10 mm. minutes. That it is cheapened. Mm. but still it's yeah. better than nothing see i never have done that either like gone back and been like who what did this person favorite yeah that means so. you're well adjusted <laughs> i think it does i don't know about that i, I spend think a lot of time staring at people on the internet so it's really crazy like what's your biggest retweet allison do you have one that you're like oh that one totally made my career I don't have that career-defining tweet <laughs> yet. Um, I'm sure some of mine have done better than others, but I, there's not one that jumps out at me. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, sometimes What's I, yours? Um, I had one that was retweeted by Rob Delaney. Uh-huh. Oh, that's great. Um, and it's somewhere around like 4,000 retweets or something like that. Oh, I, wow. Somebody texted me. It was like, you're on the homepage of Reddit. This was a couple of years ago when it started like circulating, and once or twice a week, it will still get retweeted by people. What was it? Um, my neighbor's three favorite. If you give me a second, I'll find it for you. But um, I have a couple of times been retweeted and been like, "Oh, cool! I got retweeted by that person," and then immediately feel horrible and guilty for giving a shit because it's a <laughs> weird thing to care about, right? Yes, it's yes. very yes. weird. I don't even have that feeling anymore. I don't even have the second guessing myself over my f- emotions about Twitter. I'm really? all I, I very, I very much embraced it as well. Yeah, yeah. I kind of have to. I, mm-hmm. I struggle with it still. Still, I struggle with the fact that I'm an adult man and I give a shit if random strangers think that I'm funny. I still struggle with it. Um, was it Wham Lamb would be a good thing to say if you see Black Betty? Whoa! I'm no, it was not. But I'm just, I just googled it. Or, and all of these people have stolen it. Have stolen yeah. it. Yeah. Welcome to Twitter. Whoa, that's crazy. So what was it? Whoa, hey, fuck all you people for doing this. By the way, Adam Gardner, Nicholas Gardner, Lindsay, and Shia Snuff. You guys are full Shia on thie- thieves. Shia um, the tweet was: My neighbor's three favorite films of all time are 
Number three, 10 million explosions. Number two, army guys yelling at each other. And number one, subwoofer the movie. (laughs) (laughs) But if you stole this tweet from me, fuck you. Do you have a go fuck yourself, Jeff? (laughs) Jeff, do you have a go fuck yourself? Do you have anything about a a biscuit or anything? Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Thank you, Jeff. They're stealing your retweets and your faves. All right. What's the next Just Me or Everyone, I guess? I'm still stuck on Shia La Snuff. I know. That's <laughs> a good is one. that a the parody of Shia LaBeouf? Or that's is there me. a Shia La Snuff out there? You guys, there's like a hundred people who have stolen this from me. That's how it goes on now Twitter. Now you know the hatred towards that uh, one guy. What's his name? Fat, the fat Jew. Yeah. The fat yeah so for people who aren't following that, that's this guy who has a ton of followers on Instagram and Twitter, but is a n- well-known joke thief. And he got an agent... He's with CAA now. And there was a week where so many people were tweeting their anger about this, but in the process of doing it, making him even more famous. That's what yes. was driving me nuts. I felt like, let's treat him I'd like never heard of him before. Yeah. Let's treat him like people say we're going to treat mass murderers, which is to not use their name at all. It was crazy how much I feel like, like he went viral all over again. But he lost, of, his, he technically, lost his deal. Technically, I don't oh, know did. his name. Yeah. Yeah, no his real name. His name right. is Josh Ostrovsky. Oh, okay. Oh. He had a show. <laughs> Adam was, Josh or Josh? There Josh. was some show that he had and that got canceled. Well, because that's technically not what happened. He oh. was do he was doing a scripted series with Comedy Central. They had pulled the plug in it before this broke. Did they? Right. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. He was pitched to me as a guest for our show and we passed for that reason. Because he's a joke thief? Yeah. Oh, that's good. For that reason. He has now started giving attributes. He always claimed that he was an aggregator. But if you're <laughs> right. an aggregator, you give people credit. You have to give credit. Yeah, you give people yeah. credit. Yeah. When I when I first got Twitter, I I famously put it off for years, and then uh, I would always tease Katie about Katie Levine for being so into Twitter, and so I started a Twitter account, and I just copied everything from her account, like mm-hmm. her picture, her description, <laughs> everything, and then I for weeks and weeks, my only tweets, I was just copying her tweets, uh-huh. and I was waiting for her to see it so that she would get mad at me. And I would go like, oh, it's just retweeting. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? And then she didn't notice. She never noticed. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, wow. Like, I, I actually, I was trying to be funny. And like, I wound up being the dork of that deal. <laughs> <laughs> Any day now, she's going to notice. That's right. No, I deleted them all. <laughs> okay. James Patterson says, always turn K-cup label right side up before pulling handle down. Um, I must confess something. When I was in, I don't know what town, San San Jose, maybe, at a live show, I ran into a fan. I remember her name, Amy K. Barrera. She's on here, too. And she delivered her J-Mo in person. It was this exact one. It was uh, that she feels the need to line up the K-Cup label so it's right side up. And I said, oh, yeah, I do that, too. And then I noticed I don't do that. So oh, no. I'm sorry. I wanted to bond with you. <laughs> the truth is, I don't care what way my labels face in the K-Cups. And it, for me, it's sort of like, I'll wear mismatched socks. I'll put my K-Cup thing in askew. I don't play by their rules. But a lot of people do have this one. I don't oh, I don't use K-Cup, don't but I have other things like that in the kitchen. Like I like all the cereal boxes to be with the nutrition side mm. in. Really? Yeah, I don't like the to be out. Oh yeah, so no, that it, I, so yeah. you can see like whatever. So you there. can't see the nutrition side. Well, I'm no, not so even sure it's that. Label, it's so, right? Yeah, it's so you can see that like the label of the we line, cereal brand. I'm yeah. I'm a real tyrant when it comes to how the lean cuisine stack up in the freezer. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, 
I'm no longer going to be Lean Cuisine's bitch. (laughs) Wait, I wanted to ask Jenna a question. Do you guys mind? Well, if I did, what would I do about it? You would say, Greg, you're just a fucking guest on the show. Stop asking so many questions. (laughs) He's on my Instagram, so he's making me nervous. What's happening? So Jenna, if somebody follows you on Instagram, the logical question that they would ask is, are you eating all of this stuff? (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, because I put so much food stuff. Yeah. Up. Do yeah. you eat all of this stuff? Uh, sometimes, sometimes no. Sometimes it's like I've just tried it, so I'll eat a bite of it and then I throw it away. That's all. Sometimes you, I. On Instagram, you project the image of somebody with like a major junk food fetish. Yeah, like, I I do that on purpose though. You you project it on purpose or you eat it on purpose? Project it on purpose, and I do eat a lot of junk food. But I'll I. Since we started our podcast, we have like a segment where we talk about like crappy food and junk food. But do you guys like, yeah. do, do you guys have salad and shit at your house? And, like, uh-huh. eat healthy oh, food? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. No, you know what? It's a, yeah. We've had this conversation on our podcast because people <laughs> yeah. are like, why aren't you guys 5,000 pounds? Yeah. And it's because we do go through phases where it's yeah, like. Or you go to try it and then we don't finish it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, like a weird Oreo flavor. We'll eat like three or four of the Oreos and then be like, I don't mm-hmm. like it. And then you throw it away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, yeah. We waste a ton of money on <laughs> <Yes>. crappy food. <laughs> that you don't eat? Yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. But we do eat salads and I eat a lot of fruit and vegetables. So. Yes. Like do you crazy. have any favorite fruits? Oh, I, I love fruit. Yeah, I'm setting you up, Jenna. Do you have any favorite fruits? Oh. <laughs> uh, do I remember the song? Sorry, I stepped what on do, it. Do you <laughs> like? Do you? remembers. Yeah. It's your ringtone like right now when you call me. I don't know how it happened. I, <laughs> I actually know the song. Do you? Allison? This is how it goes. What fruit do you like? Do you like? <laughs> what fruit do you like? Do you Allison, like? You got a nice voice. I like the apple and the pineapple. <laughs> I like the apple and the pineapple. Oh, oh, oh. melon, <laughs> watermelon. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, fruits. I didn't. Oh, it, so it rocks out now. Oh, apple. Really, it gets really crazy. Because you know, melon, water, water, right? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should cover that song and send in a cover of that song. Do it. Yes, Somebody should cover that song. All right. Ashley Kirk says. I'm a, f- wait, let's go back to this for a second. The reason I was, I, I, I must confess, I was made so uncomfortable by your questioning of the junk food. Why? it sounds a tiny bit judgmental, even though I'm, I'm probably just fanning Oh, no, I'm really just this. curious. I'm okay. really just curious. I'm just saying that for the No, I get that all the time. And I've had people like hate on me for it. Like, oh my gosh, you're so fat. You're so this. You're so that. I can't believe right. you only eat. I mean, I don't care what you guys Taco eat. I'm just Bell. curious. But no, I, we've, we've talked about it before. Yeah. Like, we try to eat healthy too. I take a vitamin, you know, come on, let's do this. <laughs> let's all just calm down. Yeah. Daniel and I, uh, both realized we've hit that age now where it would help us to have pill containers with different little the days on them. Yes. With, for the days. Yeah. Because I have to take, um, like because fertility stuff, there's all this junk that I'm supposed to take. So it's like multiple pills a day and then Daniel has his, whatever he takes. So we were going to just, we saw some at the drugstore and we're going to buy them. And then I was like, wait, maybe they have more fun ones on Amazon. (laughs) 
So that's the f- kind of fun we have. <laughs> We're going to try to find some kind of fun, extreme fun pill, pill container. container. <laughs> Woo, what up? Fun pill container. Ashley Kirk says, I'm a firm believer of the old saying, if you can't afford to tip, then you cannot afford to go out to eat. I agree with that. However, I find having to tip adds an extra level of stress to any sort of dealing. Like I I had got my car washed the other day and I was going to pay by credit card, especially because everything's just credit card now. But then I'm like, do I tip in cash and then also when i get my hair done i wonder that i never know it'd be easier if actually i think if it was just baked into the price well now I, they, yeah well now they start adding the gratuity in more places living wage the living wage gratuity. Well, like that? delivery we did delivery over the weekend and there was a there was a delivery fee right and, above a certain amount it's just automatic and they added what was it 15 percent gratuity to the delivery wow. which i it's like I'm tired of the tipping thing. I think it should just be all built into the price, especially places like getting my hair done because it's like, I'm coming here specifically just to get my, it's like at a restaurant I get, you have a waiter and like, he's not with you the whole time. Like your hairdresser's with you the whole time. You're coming to get a service done. Right. Just put it into the price. I'm already paying a fortune anyway. Add whatever, you know. What I remember hearing growing up was, if the person owns the salon, you don't tip them. But if they're just like a worker there or if they rent the space, then you do tip them. However, I know that in New York, the woman that I went to owned the salon and I didn't feel okay not tipping her. Oh, of course not. How the hell would you know who owns the salon? If it's, unless it's called like Steve's Salon and it's Steve. How would you know? I think it was. No, but you just oh, walk in you're like, I before we get started, are you an owner of this salon? <laughs> I, I just need to know. Right. How would you How would you ever know that? I also remember- Pretty sure Miguel doesn't own the barber shop that I go to once every two months. I think I, there's some dude who works there. Well, then you should tip him. I, I also do. remember <laughs> hearing that you don't tip on the alcohol, just the food at a restaurant. And I don't Nobody think that's true that. at all. Ooh, yeah. Nobody does I don't that. know if that was the case back in the day. But I mean, then it's like, if it's an expensive bill, you're tipping very little. I'm super disturbed that you thought I was judging Alan Jenna about the junk food stuff. I was just <laughs> asking a real question. I'm not like super don't disturbed. Be disturbed. But I'm like moderately disturbed. It's my own issues okay, that I was right. bringing to okay, it. Cool. No, don't be disturbed. I brought we're not it offended, up. Okay. so we're all Allison, good. Okay. <laughs> were you judging Greg when you asked him about whether he was judging Jenna? <laughs> no, I, I didn't think it was judgmental. I was trying to figure out why was I made uncomfortable by the line of questioning, and I can only assume it's because... You don't want to be questioned about what you eat? Oh, no, now I feel like a dick for asking that question. No, 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 it's not that at all. <laughs> was that one okay, you guys? <laughs> Greg, I'm were you dick. judging Allison when you no, asked? No, I, <laughs> I think because the line of questioning makes me feel like someone is judging, even though I get that you weren't judging them. I get judged for it, so I'm used to it. But yeah, I was. I didn't feel okay, like you guys, it was, we're, we're all fine. good. Yeah, we're, okay, we're all we're all still Everyone, friends. Yeah. Okay. It's all good. Everything's fine. Yeah. Okay. Tony B. Greasy says every time me and my girlfriend are cooking in the kitchen. I can't stop singing to myself, touch the tushy. I love that. Touch the tushy, touch, touch the tushy, tushy, touch the tushy, touch, touch the tushy, tushy, touch. Nick Heidenreich says... That's definitely an everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Just mirror everyone. As a listener of several pods, I assign them specific times activities. For example, Allison Rose is your new best friend in the morning, Smodcast at night. Hmm. I yeah, I have people that. Have their I have yeah. like their time the routine today. that I yeah. do on Saturday and Sunday with podcasts. I'm Splendid Table Sunday when I get out of the water and I take a shower. Splendid Table. What is that? 
No one knows what that is? Splendid no. Table. Oh, I know that. Yeah, it's Lynn Rossetto Casper's cooking podcast. It's on NPR, and oh. I've been addicted to it for like a decade. That's like Splendid Table with Lynn Rossetto Caster. It's the show about life's appetites. Or it's the show for people who love to eat. She alternates catchphrases. Hi, well, Lynn. I love you so much. You you I do. I listen to Allison's when I clean and uh, when I go on long walks in my neighborhood. That's right. Well, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Rocco Kane says, my body can't poop if my phone is dead. <sighs> that sucks. Wait, what? His body can't poop if his phone Personal, is dead. Very detached language. Right. Yeah. It's, you can't poop. Yeah. My yeah. body and yeah. death in the same sentence. <laughs> dead in the same <laughs> sentence. Uh, I don't have that problem. No. Um, it, his phone is his Mojo magazine. Yeah, but also, I sometimes you sit down to poop and you realize you don't have your phone with you and that sucks. Yes. Don't you think? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah really? Like, well, now what am I going to do? Yeah. I guess I just Here don't I take as long to poop as everybody else. Yeah. Well, yeah. But it's an art. Yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of a guy thing, right? Yeah, like, it we is. We spend a long time in the Then bathroom. you have to read the shampoo bottle. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to date a girl who took really long shits. And for some reason, I thought it was gross, even though I know it's not. Because it's the same thing that I'm doing. And it's just a different body. But for some reason, I like I was a, I was not... Well, how do you feel about your wife's shits? <laughs> I, I feel fine about them. They're like super quick. They're like drive-bys almost. You can't even really tell when one of them happened. <laughs> and you like open the door and you're like, oh, you're a human. <laughs> but she doesn't really linger in there. I do feel like if you've pooped for a really long time, the smell is more. You're supposed to flush while you keep pooping. Yeah, courtesy flush. Courtesy flush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm comfortable with pooping like anywhere at any time. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like when we're doing just me or everyone, I just I'm supposed to fill a little bit. Like yeah, I you just keep feel that way. I know. Just let him go. Yeah. Yeah. More confessional. <laughs> no one. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, today on the air. This morning on the airplane. Um, there, the we had like it was half empty our flight, but the so I had the. Middle oh, you're seat. a real plane is half empty kind of girl, aren't you? Yeah, totally. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the guy next to me in the window, he needed to go to the bathroom, so I moved for him, and then he was gone forever, forever, mm. forever. And I remember thinking, I kind of need to go to the bathroom now. But when he came back, I didn't take note on which bathroom he used. And then I was too nervous to go because I'm like, that thing needs to air out, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Like, bathroom he was in there for a while. Air- and I there's Airplane a 50-50 chance. Air Airplane bathrooms air out almost immediately, I think. <sighs> Some of them. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm telling Aldous. It like someone drags the scent down the Yes, yeah. yes. I, I, yes. I think that might just be a pl- either it's like on their shoes or something or everyone's just farting a lot Ugh, on the plane. Oh, yeah. Planes are just like a flying yeah. tube of they're farts. So or just I know in the plane that smells like and farts, it just gets recirculated awesome. over and over. Everybody complains about planes smelling like farts, but nobody ever admits to farting on planes. <laughs> I can yeah. tell you, I do not fart on planes. I, I, I think you're lying. I'm, I, I am a staunch. Like I will stand firm on really? my stance. I will not fart not on a plane. Ever? Never ever. Oh, you got to play the game no on way. a plane where you can see if the noise of the fart is louder than the bass yes, sound of the plane yes, engine. Yes, yes. Thank you, Daniel. What? Yeah. It, it's just like farting at a concert. Because if, if you're at a concert, you can fart a million times. Oh, as loud and as just loud as you want. Out. Maybe at a concert, I'd be more willing to fart, but not on an airplane. The other night, <laughs> I was sitting on the couch, 
and I really just shot one <laughs> into the cat. Like, you fought it? I fought it. <laughs> like straight, straight in, like torpedoed it into the couch cushion. And I, I was remembering one of my roommates had to angle and like lift a cheek to fart. Mm, I know that move. There's plenty mm-hmm. of people who feel that way. And I, and I don't have that problem. Right into the cushion. Yeah. I mean, it's not good for the couch probably. <laughs> But I don't feel the, the couch need- has gotten darker. <laughs> I'm not going to assign a reason. I don't feel the need to um, to give my farts some air. Where do you guys come down on that one? I'm with you. Yeah, shoot it into just the whatever. Yeah, just let it go. I yeah. don't need to like. I mean, adjust. I guess there could be like a backdraft sometimes, but I find that enjoyable. Your seat's extra warm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like a pregnant woman could fart anywhere at any time, and nobody could say anything. Yeah, yeah, you can get away with a lot. Yeah. Right, I'm getting away with a lot more every day. Even in New York, it was like people would just like move out of the way for me, give me seats. I could, and then yeah, you could, they could totally. move out of the way for fart. you, and yeah. then you could just fart as you walk past. Yeah, them <laughs> absolutely. No conscience. I don't want to be that pregnant woman though. So the farting. I'm gonna, yeah, I don't want to be that one. <laughs> I'm against it. Yeah. Allison's that woman and she's not pregnant. <laughs> I'm that woman and I'm not even a woman. <laughs> yeah. Lately I have been. I'm not going to lie. You've been farty lately. I don't know They've what's been going spicy. on. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm every, I have not farted tonight. I'll let you guys know <laughs> since the show started. Okay. Ken L says, just me or everyone, is saying a person is from a third world country racist classist? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. It's one of those things you say and then you think, should I not say it? I'm not sure I've ever said that, though. I Instagrammed something because I was in my, you know, three hour fashion phase that went away after three hours. So I was looking at the Barney's website, which I'd never oh, shop at yes, Barney's. Yes, I saw that. And it <laughs> mentioned a shirt having a faggoting stitch. And I, I mean, and I took a picture Careful. of like all the what? Careful. All that's a kind of stitch. Mm-hmm. Of all the <laughs> that, unless you pronounce it some other way. And I just took a picture of it and I wrote um. What is what kind of stitch is that? I don't know. It's like uh, should we do a? Do you want to do a callback? No, <laughs> come on. It's a husband stitch. That's the callback. If you were, oh 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 I'm yeah. Not, I don't want to make that callback. But no, I, that's what I would have if I was going to make a callback. Thank you for Thanks canvassing so. that. How that would have gone. <laughs> anyway, though, I posted that, and then I thought, is that not okay that I posted that? No, I didn't think it was. I mean, a lot of people, like someone, actually wrote, "I'm in fashion," and yes, that is a real word. And I, this, the, let's change the word. I agree. Well, of course it's, it's a real yes. word. Well, I know. Yeah. It's a kind of stitch. Do you know what it's called in television when you're when you're color correcting something and you really want to make it super contrasty? What? It's called crushing the blacks. Yes. Yeah, they should call oh, that yeah. something And else that term too. has always really made me uncomfortable too. Mm-hmm. But then you want, here's the extra level. The fact that it makes you uncomfortable, does that, is there something off about that? Because I'm like, the fact that I'm taking a picture of it and posting it, is that weird? The fact that I think it's weird, is that weird? I just it's want people to know. Confusing. I'm a delightful person. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. We we did a whole episode on this. <sighs> Dan says, just me or everyone, I sometimes switch what podcast I'm currently listening to, like changing channels on a TV. It all depends on my mood. Yeah. Yeah, people do that. Sure. Yeah. The Great One says, just me or everyone, never realized how much podcasting I really listen to on a regular basis until I go on vacation. And then there's a screen grab of all the podcast episodes he hasn't listened to. I think a lot of people have that. They back up when they're on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And lastly, Bad Blood says, 
gamer edition, just me or everyone, when I play video games with any of my parents, it makes it sound like she's a lot of parents, uh, I would <laughs> feel really bad for them because they suck at it. Okay. Daniel did. Are you, no, go ahead. I was going to say you felt bad because my you got my mom past a level on Candy <laughs> oh, Crush. Oh, yeah, with your mom. I did feel bad. <laughs> well, she couldn't get past the level and then I did it on the first try. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and... Uh, Gaming. This is, this is Daniel Asteroid. playing video games. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was uh, Candy Crush, and Candy Crush is all about just the luck of the draw. I don't think there's much I skill. I think it's luck, too. Jewel Mania is about skill. I don't play Candy Crush, but I can tell you Jewel Mania is Candy about Crush skill. is a very little skill, a lot of luck. Skill on certain levels, and then they get so ridiculous that it's like, it's this just, is clearly luck. But yeah. uh, if it were my dad, I, I would not hold back at all. I'd just try to crush him and delight in his incompetence. <laughs> when... <laughs> But that's what he did when I was a kid and we'd play games. He would always oh, just crush me. Yeah. So, I, you know. I know that. Mm. Uh, when I, 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 we all know I grew up in the competitive family. Yeah. But uh, so I have some issues being competitive sometimes. And when Al and I start, when he introduced me to video games, and I only play Halo with Al. Um, when I that's played true. it the first handful of times, I was like visibly frustrated and I'm sure he could tell that I was like ticked off yeah, that I was so bad at it. <laughs> it's like 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off. <laughs> yeah, where like I was getting so just infuriated that I wasn't good at it right away and like being mad that he was so good at it and I sucked. And then I started getting a little better. I'm still terrible, but I had to like grow up and get over it because I'm like, this is a video game. <laughs> Do you guys play board games? No. no. Yeah, because you guys are very competitive. That would be tough. Yeah. My whole yeah. family, like my Monopoly ended in tears every time <laughs> growing up. Like my dad would put, there were times where like it would be like a Friday night and all the kids were just hanging out and my dad would tape a $20 bill to the window mm-hmm. and then start like a competition for something. And it oh would be God. like Hunger Games in our house. Like it's like, like was that where the jump rope competition <laughs> came out of? There's a lot of different competitions. Yes. Like every corner of the room is a different We've done every well that and then we did we had ping pong we had the pool table Mario Kart was like a huge thing in our family for years it was very stressful it was bad people bad winners in your family sometimes yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so anyway video games fresh I get that feeling I felt bad for Al having to teach me how to play. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, perhaps a video game, click through the Amazon banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps out the show. Thank you for your Amazon support. Thank you for your PayPal support. PayPal links on the right side of the website. Um, we have ringtones, singles, and we have the song that Greg made for the Al Quiz. They are available at gumroad.com slash Rosen. Again, that is gumroad.com slash Rosen. And the Al Quiz song is available for a pay-what-you-wish price. We also have special bonus episodes available. Uh, those are on iTunes, comedy album section of the iTunes store. Remember, we're going to be in Bumbershoot when you hear this just in a couple days. So go to bumbershoot.com to get your tickets just ignore that barking. I know that the barking drives people insane. However, we are just winding down. <laughs> she she held it in for so long. I'm sorry. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Email us A-R-I-Y-M-B-F show at gmail.com. Did I say bumbershoot.com? I got distracted when I went on my little rant. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, where should we go for you? Colonel Jeff Fox. 
on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And I feel like I have to talk real fast because that's how you <laughs> threw it to me. Barks. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, you can find Daniel at Daniel Quants on Twitter and Instagram, Al. At Alan Moss, two A's, two L's, two S's on Twitter and Instagram. Excellent. Jenna? We're excited to see some of you, hopefully, at Bumbershoot. So hopefully we'll see you there. And uh, you can check out our podcast if you're interested. Sorry, not sorry with Jenna Kim Jones uh, at JennaKimJones.com. And Greg? I am at Dog Attack on Twitter and watch my show, the comment section, 7.30 and 10.30 Pacific Eastern after the soup. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go.